Come on in, sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 208 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. My guest for this episode is Richard Thoney, head of product strategy for Precise FP. A uh, quick bio on Richard. He's over 30 years of experience in the wealth management space with lots of operational roles, including head of ops for a national online brokerage firm, uh, senior VP of ops for a correspondent clearing firm. Uh, then he moved over to software product management and has been at DocuPace for the past nine years. Now, this is a great conversation. You're going to get a lot out of it, including uh, how the acquisition is going the, uh, with uh, since DocuPace acquired Precise FP. Details on their recent announced partnership with LPL Financial and trends on digital transformation and the ongoing crisis in enterprise data architecture. But before we get started, I have a message for any executive at a wealth management firm. Your tech debt is holding back your business growth. Your old software platform is rusted and falling apart and needs an overhaul. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other, and it's driving your ops staff and advisors crazy with manual processes and errors. So if you're in charge of tech or ops and a broker-dealer, RIA, family officer, TAMP, you should run, not walk, to our website, ezragroup.com, and fill out the Contact Us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your current tech ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or run an RFP and help you replace all that stuff with some new software and take your firm to the next level. You can take advantage of our free consultation offer by going to ezragroup.com. Com. Now, a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, go to uh, our charitable sponsor, the uh, the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. You can check them out at investinothers.org. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's kick this thing off. And here we go with our next guest on the program. It's Richard Thoney, Executive VP, Product Strategy for Precise FP and DocuPace. Richard, great to talk to you, man. Yeah, good to talk to you, Craig. It's it's uh, been a difficult to get this coordinated, surprisingly. <laughs> it has, yes. Crazy schedules and uh, things come up, but uh, that's all right. We're we're here now. It's already the fourth quarter. It's getting towards the end of the year. Things are getting busier. I understand. Um, where are you calling in from? Uh, Denver, Colorado. Oh, I love it there. I can't wait. Oh, I, although I only go there in the winter. I don't know what it's like in the summer. Summer, I heard it's beautiful, but. I'm a winter Denver person. It's uh, I'm a winter uh, Denver person uh, as well, but uh, it is uh, I don't know 72 and not a cloud in the sky. It's it's not bad. It's a beautiful, beautiful time in the summer here as well. But I'm I prefer ski season for sure. Oh yeah, and you gotta love when Denver is warmer than New Jersey. In the 60s, <laughs> 60, 60s, 60s here. <laughs> All right, so um, for, I'm sure everyone knows has heard of Precise FP, but for those few people living under a rock. Please give us a 30-second elevator pitch for Precise FP. Sure. Um, I could do it probably a lot less than that. Um, it is a client engagement data gathering platform. It allows you to collect data uh, just once. It eliminates um, manual data entry, uh, saves it hour, hours of time for the advisor, and it provides a very, very elegant cybersecurity platform to collaborate with their clients. The short and sweet version. It's been one of the most popular applications that our RAA clients use. Uh, everyone seems to love it. It's one of those applications where you hit yourself and go, why didn't I think of building that? 
make you know why doesn't everyone have this right it's, it's a it seems logical now that it's been available for so long and been such a um a benefit to advisors but the how have things been since the acquisition by DocuPace in 2021 uh what uh what are the biggest changes you've seen Oh, it's been great. Um, I mean, so I come from the DocuPace side of the equation. So I spent, you know, I've been a total of 10 years with DocuPace, the parent company now moved over to um, be EVP and strategy and product for Precise IP. So I've got a lot of background DocuPace side. Um, really, it's been an infusion of capital and talent, I would say, has probably been the biggest impact. Um, really leveraging DocuPace and uh, just the the extent of the talent, the extent of the people, um, leveraging some of the other or part of the organization to scale up. I mean, that's been a big, significant part of it. The the you know really got us a foot in the door, uh, even with uh, at LPL, for example. So we've been talking on the precise IP side with LPL. They love it. Talking to them for a long time. Um, I think the relationship uh, with DocuPace and the the capital and the owner structure and everything really helped tip that over to to move that needle with LPL. So it, it's been great. I, I, like I said, the talent, the scalability, um, and the capital have really had a good impact on uh, Precise IP and the growth. So you're saying that the DocuPiece acquisition with a better funding, better finances helped you get a deal at LPL? I don't know that they will say it that way. That's that's my sort of interpretation of the way things went down. But like I said, we've been talking to them for a long time. They love the technology. Um, it, it really got us, uh, you know, just a more secure foot in the door with them and tipped it over the edge for sure. And can you um, elaborate on that deal with LPL? You, are you in the um, uh, the vendor affinity program? What the, What's the details behind that? Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, so we're in the uh, vendor affinity program, exactly that. Um, we attended our first conference earlier this year. Uh, we did quite a bit of uh, advanced development to support what they need from the LPL side around compliance and uh, disclosures and you know being able to uh, supervise and surveil some of the work. So we actually had to do a, a decent amount of development to really finalize everything that had to be in place to uh, meet the LPL requirements. So we did that earlier in the year. Uh, and then now we're part of that affinity program. So it's been a fabulous, um, uh, you know, shot in the arm and shooting out of a cannon for us. Been great. Are there any specific features, functionality you built for LPL that are now available to other precise IP clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd say the biggest ones are uh, really help on the enterprise side of the equation. So historically, precise IP has been a retail platform and we've moved into the enterprise platform. Um, so into that, you know, that market. Um, the surveillance piece that we built out for them is pretty interesting where they have to be able to surveil uh, not only emails, but also documents and, you know, things that are moving around between the advisor and the client. So we built some functionality around that. We built some functionality to help um, individual users of the platform be able to um, post their own disclosures and, you know, do all kinds of um, disclaimers and disclosures that can apply to certain engagements and the way that they need to do it to meet the compliance requirements. A lot, most of it's compliance, quite frankly, uh, but there's some huge upticks that uh, mostly other enterprise clients will take advantage of. Uh, retail as well. I mean, the, the disclosure, uh, custom disclosure uh, and disclaimers that you can post uh, is a really nice feature that everyone can take advantage of. So for all Precise FP customers. Thank you, LPL, 
Yeah. Now we've got these new features. Right? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. They are the okay. benefactors of that work for sure. And that's something we talk to a lot of firms about that want to build their own technology. We do a lot of build versus buy evaluations for uh, wealth management firms here at Ezra Group. And one of the things we warn them on, you, know, if you, you, may be, you may have the capability and the resources and the cash to build whatever tools you are going to build, but you're going to lose the benefit of dozens or hundreds of other firms feeding into a vendor application such as Precise FP. So I could build my own data gathering, but I wouldn't be getting all these additional features from some of the smartest firms in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's actually, that's interesting. Um, we have that conversation all the time and we get that, oh, we should just build it. Um, quite a few firms have tried to build something comparable. And yeah, I mean, we're just 16 years ahead for one in the development, the platform maturity, et cetera, and all those ideas and all the roadmap you know, work that's been done. So you're right, um, but it's interesting that it really hasn't. No, no one's been able to build it in such a way, except very, very custom, you know, sort of solutions. But um, I really haven't seen anything that's even custom built, and I've seen quite a few of them that even compares to the functionality and the depth of the platform. It's it's pretty interesting. Pretty standard in with third party applications that no custom build is going to be as robust. Well, what number one doesn't have to be, right? If I'm building yeah, just for sure. my company, yeah. I only need what I need, but then I've got to build every single piece of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I could buy precise FP or DocuPace's other suite or tools or, or one of your competitors tools and just use the parts that I want to use, mm -hmm. which yeah. is often the times what most people do anyway. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, a discussion we hear quite a bit. Let's move on. Let's shift on to industry trends. Can we talk about some trends you're seeing and how they're impacting advisors or changing the way that Precise FP is used? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, the industry trend, I mean, the, the, the kind of sexy hot ones right now, AI, blockchain, open banking, those types of things. I mean, they're very significant, have significant impact, and we, we look at those. But I think really it's the digital transformation um, that we've had the most impact from. But the way I put it or think about it is, you know, clients want to interact with their financial uh, services software the same way people do with their phones. You know, so they want a really simple, elegant solution. They don't want to, they want to, you know, make it as quick and easy as possible. Um, and they really want to be able to submit that data and, and, you know, just have a quick interaction and then move on you know, be, be on to the next thing. So th that digital transformation is really, I think, the key from a, a trend standpoint. And, and kind of surprisingly, it's taken longer than I would have expected for people to really move it. And there's a lot of barriers to that. There's a lot of, you know, the, the data normalization is one thing to be able to move data, but the data structures between different systems, like one system might have accounts as the lowest common denominator, another one has clients, another one has households. So the data structure is kind of a barrier to entry to moving some of those things forward. But um, and Precise FP is really on the front end of that, you know, capturing that data once, uh, having that data available, um, not having to manually enter anything, and then being able to share that up and downstream. So I think that's that's probably one of the most impactful to Precise FP. Um, there's other things that are happening, regulatory changes, you know, Reg BI, PTE 2020-02 recommendations, all those kind of things put pressure on advisors and firms to be aware of what's going on and then also make sure that their systems are, are compliant. Um, 
I'm actually working on a recommendation template right now so we can help support some of that stuff. Um, cybersecurity is another big one. Um, you know, we hear more and more about that every day, uh, different ways of cybersecurity threats coming in. Uh, that That's, again, Precise IP, you know, helps by providing a platform where it's all cyber secure, everything they can come in, all the data, all the documents they upload is in a, a cyber secure environment. Uh, but I think the cyber secure, uh, you know, if you think about the AI application in cybersecurity, um, AI can consume and know about every manipulative practice in the history of mankind and then use those against us. Um, so there's some negative sort of AI applications there that I think will will continue to put pressure on the cybersecurity side of the equation. So it's it's that much more important that firms have a really secure environment to control their data and manage their data. Um, yeah, I could go on and on about that one, but I think that the data is, um, well, put it this way. So we, I was at a, the LPL conference. We did a breakout session. And in part of that breakout session, the question came up, what is your most valuable asset? And, you know, hands down, everybody said clients. That was number one. But tied for second was data and trust which I thought was really interesting. So I think at the enterprise level, um, you know, he who owns the data owns the client, right? I mean, it's an incredible valuable asset. There's no question. I think that's becoming more and more and more important, you know, the lower you get. So not only just the data and how important that is to have good quality data that you can, you know, move around, um, but then the security of that data is, it's just, it's, it's absolutely paramount that you control that data and manage it for your clients. You mentioned the term data normalization. Can you explain what that is to anyone who maybe isn't familiar with it and how, why is it important? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so data normalization is having a common, um, having a common data element, I'll call it, that you can share or you could send back and forth. So um, a simple example, one firm might have in their, um, we call it product master, security master, they might have something called uh, Intel Corp, I-N-T, you know, Intel C-O-R-P. Another firm has it stored as Intel Corporation. So if you tried to say, you, you know, match these things up, they wouldn't match. So you have to normalize that data. You have to have a common structure to that data. So that's that's the first step. So that's what data warehouses do, data lakes. They, they take in all these files and then they normalize all that data. So then other system can read it. So they can take all that data, normalize Intel Corp and Intel Corporation to Intel Corp or whatever they decide. So that's the normalization process. And then uh, then that data is usable you know, by other systems. Um, but the data structure side of it is the other part of the equation that I think is a bit of a challenge in the industry. Um, actually, I think that's more of a challenge, honestly. We, we've got the data normalization and data warehouse kind of side of the equation you know, understood. The data structure, I call it, which is... Um, like I said, everybody has kind of the lowest common denominator in their system about the way they store and house data, particularly around clients and, and accounts and households. And it's really that lowest common denominator. How, how do you how do you hold that data? What's the structure of that data? And then trying to align that to another third-party system, that's where a lot of the challenges come. In our system, we, we think about the lowest common denominator as clients. Another one housed as accounts. Well, now you have to reconcile those two. So there's kind of two parts to that equation to get the systems to really talk together well. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, at Ezra Group, we we do uh, we have a lot of data projects that we work on for RAs and broker dealers, building data lakes, building data warehouses. So data normalization is a very common term 
that we use internally, but sometimes people don't really understand what that means or the term gets thrown around a lot. So thank you for explaining that. You mentioned data structures are a barrier to entry and he owns the data, owns the client. That's a, a great phrase. I'm going to steal that. We, we, we talk to our REA and broker deal clients a lot about owning their own data. Uh, how are there, are there ways that Precise RFP has changed the way you operate or changed the way advisors work in order to help them own their own data or um, to get around some of these data structure barriers? Yeah, so we do a lot of that for the user. So on behalf of the user, so we built these integrations. Most of the integrations that we support are bi-directional, meaning that we can send data, we can pull data back. Um, that's really, really important. That that honestly is is very close to, or a very close second to our primary objective and primary use case. Primary use case is client engagement, data gathering, go get information, right? Send something out, get some information, share that information, bring it back in between the advisor and the client. That That's the primary um, use case for Precise IP. The, the second very close use case is now I have that data. What do I want to do with that data? Oh, I want to send it off to my financial planning tool. I want to send that to my CRM. Oh, okay, great. Now, later in the year, I want to uh, run a uh, annual review or something like that. Great. Well, instead of starting from scratch and sending the client out a blank sheet or starting with even the data that I have within Precise P, I can go to my system of record that I normally keep my you know most current data, my CRM probably. I can bring that data into Precise P. Then I can use that data. Now the client's just validating the information they already have. If they're making any updates, boom, we track those. It comes back into Precise P. You can push those up into those third-party systems. So we do that work for uh, for advisors, for clients, uh, which is that normalization process and then being able to move that data bi-directionally between systems. Huge, huge value. We have heard. Uh, <laughs> We've heard that as a huge value from your clients and our clients good. as well. Yeah, good. So moving on, we're uh, can we talk about statistics? We love data here, speaking of data. Can we talk about statistics that you can share uh, about your platform, number of clients, number of advisors using it, data moving through. What what can you uh, what can you talk to the, the audience about? Um, I can share a little bit of data. I mean, we we hold some of that uh, kind of close, uh, being a privately held company. But um, so we're well north of six thousand uh, users on the platform now, um, and so we're we're growing like crazy. The LPL uh, relationship really helped uh, launch the next sort of hockey stick growth for us. Um, I don't have all the details to share on that, but I can say that since launching with LPL and the Affinity Program, we've had the last three months have been our highest um, new client acquisition months, uh, bar none. Like we've blown through our numbers. So our growth rates have, have been uh, pretty spectacular in the last uh, three, four months. We're seeing a real, uh, like I said, moving into that enterprise side of the equation really opens up a whole new world for us. So we see that that those volumes just continue to increase, but we, we beat out even our, you know, as, as a lot of firms did that helped um, support uh, COVID kind of relationship management and uh, COVID interactions between advisors and clients, we were the benefit factor of that. So we had some spikes around COVID. We've, we've blown through those. We're actually uh, doing great as far as the market and the, the numbers are concerned. That's terrific. Well, always good to hear. We, yeah. uh, we like to hear when uh, advisor tech applications are doing well. It's good for everyone. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned earlier about your integrations. So can we talk some more about that? Precise FP currently, according to our 
Ezra Group Wealth Tech Integration Score, which anyone can check out at ezragroup.com. Um, Precisa P is currently classified as excellent when it comes to integrations with other applications. Um, can you discuss what you're doing to expand uh, the breadth and depth of integrations as well as your APIs? Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, for, for sure, the the um, the users, the benefactors of a lot of the work we've done on the enterprise side, a lot of the work we did with LPL, I think you're going to see some things that will help us even move up that scale further. Um, but lots of integration work on the horizon with uh, new partners, extending different integrations. Um, a lot of it, honestly, is the the uh, limitation of the uh, third party that we integrate with today sort of depends. But if we can send the data, we pretty much will send the data. If we can pull the data, we pretty much will pull the data. So if there's some limitation, um, we've got lots of conversations going on with different financial planning tools that you would all know and love, lots of CRM systems you'd know and love, and what they offer in their APIs. Um, on our side, we have a full set of available APIs that anybody can write to. So third parties can write into and, and pull and move data around using precise P. So that all is, uh, exists today. So that's, and then on the, the roadmap uh, standpoint, like I said, lots of integration partners that we're working with uh, that we're going to add uh, next year. Uh, so we'll just continue to build out that integration, that, that data hub strategy um, as precise as being a data hub. I think that's probably the biggest you know, from an impact standpoint, from an integration, uh, we've got a lot on the horizon for next year. Do you describe Precise FP as a data hub? Because when you when you were talking about it, you're talking about a, a data gathering tool. Um, so, but as a I, data that's hub, my term. Different, different yeah, product. yeah. I mean, that's the way I I describe it. Uh, that's kind of my term and the way I describe it as a data hub. Meaning, what I mean is, it it just facilitates moving data around. It facilitates taking data out of one system and then moving it into another system or sending it to the client, getting it updated, then moving it back. So when I say um, a data hub, that's I just mean we sit in the middle and we are mm -hmm. the processors and, and movers of data in bi-directional um, between us and our integration partners. Oh, I know what a data hub is. I'm, I'm happy you describe yeah. yourself. That. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think of that as a negative at all. Okay. It's yeah. Some some people you say data hub and they they you know they uh, have some bad connotation of that. I just mean that we we facilitate the movement of data between the different systems. I see that as a positive. Yeah. And many applications oh, sure. want to be the data hub. I'm, I wrote an article probably six or seven years ago about how everyone wants to be the data hub. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right? if you are the hub, it's harder to disengage you. It's harder to unplug you and plug someone else in if you are the hub. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of these, are, yeah, they're they're hard to get into. Honestly, I mean, we've been doing this for 16 years. We've developed these integrations. We've you know made updates, and and some of these systems are uh, not as willing as they used to be. And we've we've got you know kind of first mover uh, position on some of that. So we've got some. We we just have a lot of integrations that we can uh, you know interact with. It's great. It is, and uh, at Ezra Group, we are we've got our own Ezra Group research on integrations, and we do a lot of work in integrations. So. We always want to give uh, props to um, those vendors that are doing well in the integration uh, um, category. And uh, so kudos. All right. Um, let's talk about down the road, um, some things that are coming for Precise FP clients. Are you working on any AI powered features? 
Um, we actually tested some already. Um, we tested some AI client uh, chatbot um, functionality. We were not happy with it, so we actually ended up pulling it. Um, but that's more of a function of the platform that we were using uh, than it is, you know, the technology by any means. Um, it mm -hmm. just needs to be trained differently, and, and we're still working with that platform to use it. So it's really on a roadmap, you know, for sure. There, there's some really interesting things um, happening there. You know, I mean, of course, there's always new things coming out. But uh, even even looking at, you know, from a support standpoint, AI-driven video that can interact uh, using, you know, your your face and, and language. Uh, there's some really interesting things out there. Um, the way I really look at it is I, I think people use AI and they they maybe don't know exactly, you know, what they're not, not what they're talking about, but how they're applying it. Um, I think we when I think about AI, I kind of lump it all together with uh, machine learning, robotic process automation um, plus AI. So to me, that's the combination of those three is really in, in our world where we're about data. Right. We're about moving data and, and interacting and doing some cool things. So there's some interesting things for AI, definitely on the roadmap. We, we got some R&D time, you know, blocked out. But I think the machine learning robotic process automation side of that equation will probably have a more significant impact sooner for us. So, you know, data, right? If you had a form, being able to OCR, pull the data off the form um, and then apply machine learning to understand how to move that data around logically and what, what home, you know, find the right home for that. So to me, that's more of a robotic process automation uh, and machine learning function than necessarily directly AI, but um, but we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely something that's on the radar, something we talk a lot about, some interesting applications coming out with it. But um, at this point, I'm, I'm focused more on the machine learning, robotic process, and, and natural language processing as well. Being able to speak into something, have that convert, and then have that data go into the right you know, place in the application. That's, that's probably more of where we'll focus on um, is Excellent. our R&D. Yeah. That's great. We're looking forward to seeing that. And speaking yeah. of looking, things to look forward to, can you share some of the new features of functionality that might be coming uh, for Precise FP clients in the next 6 to 12 months? Sure. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. Um, so the deeper integrations, more integrations, more partners. Um, I think that will have a have a pretty significant impact on our user base in the market. Um, we're doing some interesting things. So we're we've we've put a lot of time and energy and effort into the assimilation of the platform with DocuPace, um, and so there's some interesting things coming out of that. So one is we're going to be able to take the data collected in an engagement and then be able to send that entire payload off to a third-party system. So what that means, the way it works today is when you, you send an engagement and they, they fill the information out and then we sync that back to a client profile. So you've got all the client data all updated from that engagement. Um, there can be, and we and it's a, it's a very robust data set, a very robust data set. But what we've done and what we're working on, we're going to roll out before year end actually, is the ability to take all the data collected in an engagement and then be able to send that entire payload. So whatever data is collected in engagement, whatever you want to create, capture all that data and then and then be able to send that payload into another th system. So the, the application of it where we started with um, advisor transitions. So DocuPace has a big advisor transitions. I think we're probably the largest um, one in the market that uh, helps with advisor transitions and moving you know books of business around, right? So if you think about being able to collect any information on the front end of that, 
about that you need to move that book of business over so I can create an engagement, take that entire payload from that engagement so you can ask any kind of question you want, doesn't matter, and then being able to take that payload and then drop it into, in this case, DocuPace, and then the system in DocuPace being able to consume that data and then map all that data into individual forms. So on the front end, I could say, I want to open these five accounts. I have all this information about the client. Here's the registration types, account types, et cetera. And then being able to send that payload to DocuPace, use that payload to then create all the forms, all the bundles, everything that has to help with that advisor transition. So that that's where that originated. Um, but the interesting thing about that is uh, lots of conversation with other third-party systems where they would love to be able to say, hey, I'm <clears throat> whatever X third-party system. Here's an engagement with all the information that I need for my system and then be able to send that entire payload over to their system so they can consume it in a format that they can consume. So it opens up this whole new world for us, um, I think, around much, much deeper ability to collect any data and then send that data as a payload, as an entire payload over to whatever third-party system you want. We started with DocuPace, obviously, for uh, obvious reasons, I think, and an advisor transition solution. Uh, but it really opens up that door for collecting any data, not having to sync it back specifically to be client-related. Um, it could be anything. And then being able to share that data with other systems. That, that's pretty, I think that one's really cool. I think that's really interesting. A lot of use cases for that. Um, uh, integrations, uh, UI UX uh, is another thing that there's going to be some big benefactors out of. So DocuPace has invested uh, pretty significantly in a UI UX project. We hired a third party to come in and really help um, put a strategy together and then put an execution plan together of, of developing the next gen you know, UI UX. Focused initially on uh, DocuPace's side of the equation in our native account opening platform and processes, but um, also that will fold into precise at peace. So as we assimilate these platforms together, it's going to be much more uh, seamless experience to go from precise at P or use DocuPace. You won't even know necessarily, you know, that you're using different systems, uh, being able to pull those together. I think that that will be um, that seamless experience, common kind of ecosystem. There'll be a lot that will come out of that. Um, white labeling. So we are developing the ability to do white labeling. Uh, this one is a little more um, enterprise specific. Uh, we get a lot of enterprises that come in and say, hey, I'd love to host a version of Precise P, you know, in our in our portal, our advisor portal or our uh, brokerage workstation, whatever that is, and have it branded and skinned and, you know, be able to ma be managed um, under their corporate style guide and, and some of those. So we're doing some development around that. Um, I think those are the kind of some of the big ones coming out the gate. That was more than I expected you to share. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, DocuPace integrations, advisor transitions, UI, UX. I heard a lot about that, um, that the company you guys hired. I can't wait to see the, um, I think I have a demo scheduled in a couple of weeks to see the new oh, good. Yeah. UI, UX. I'm very excited about that. And white labeling, all great stuff for current, advice, current precise FP clients and prospective precise FP clients. So for those of us listening who uh, want more information about precise FP, where can they go? PrecisefP.com. Uh, just reach out through PrecisefP.com. Um, we've got uh, sign up, seven day free trial. Uh, just go check it out. I think you'll find it's, uh, let me put it this way. Um, I have been one in this industry for my entire career. So 30 plus some odd years, which I hate to say. Um, and I've been primarily ingesting, 
you know, technology into financial services. Everywhere I've gone, everything I've done, that's really what I've been about. I've been developing, creating technology for financial services for many, many, many years, running product management, product development. And this is probably some of the coolest technology I've ever seen. I, I wish I could say I created it. The, I, I, I'm the benefactor in, in inheriting uh, a lot of hard work over many, many years, uh, but it is really some of the coolest tech. Simple is hard. When it comes to developing technology, when it comes to having a really elegant solution, when it comes to having something that's so intuitive to use, that is really hard to do. So simple is hard. And uh, I, I encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, it's it's a cool piece of technology. Richard, thanks so much for being on the program. You bet. Absolutely. Anytime. Hey, it's Craig again. Here are my top three takeaways from this great interview with Richard Thoney. Number one, Precise FP is now available in the LPL Vendor Affinity Program. If you are an RIA who's uh uh, clears through LPL and uses their tools and technologies, including ClientWorks, you can get Precise FP. Please reach out to your LPL financial uh, contact to do so. Number two, their set of integrations at Precise FP is one of the best. They have a terrific, uh, robust group of integrations. It's growing um, and it's very deep. I would especially check out their integration with eMoney, which is one of the, the broadest integrations we've seen on any vendor in our space. Number three, uh, the Precise FP roadmap includes deeper integrations with DocuPace. So if you're an existing DocuPace client, that'll make you happy. And includes DocuPace's advisor transition product and a complete refresh of their UI UX. All right, that's a wrap. You've made it to the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Please go to our website, ezragroup.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Every month, you receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, analysis. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening and talk to you all again next time.